Are you looking for freedom? Freedom from the daily grind and hustle? Or just finding a way to live the life you always wanted? Then join us on the Investing for Freedom podcast. Our host, Mike Ayala, will help you discover new ways to find freedom with tips, insights, and interviews. You'll learn the exact systems he's used to travel the world and live his best life. True success and happiness are all about freedom. And here's your roadmap on how to find freedom on your own terms. Welcome to the Investing for Freedom podcast. Here's your host, Mike Ayala. Thank you for joining me on the Investing for Freedom podcast. Today, I've got one of my favorite business partners. I think you guys are going to love this show. Um, We've been talking about doing this for a while, but um, not only is he one of my favorite business partners, he's my child. (laughs) Um, Got Dylan Ayala in the studio with us. Dylan, thanks for coming on. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. This should be fun, guys. Um, For those of you that don't know, um, Dylan is my oldest son. He's almost 21. You're going to be 21 in May. Yeah, May. That's pretty wild. Um, Dylan is also a professional wake surfer, currently ranked number five in the world in yeah. men's men's pro division, right? Mm-hmm. Five. Yeah, that's cool. It's been quite a journey. It's been fun watching him. But also, like, Dylan has figured out how to uh, take a passion that he has and also turn it into a business. So we're going to dive into all that. But before we get into that, we've got to do the four questions that I do Kay. with everyone. So um, who's had the greatest impact on your life? I would say you and mom, just because you you guys taught us how to, um, of course, do what we love for a living and just always supporting us doing what we love. So it's been cool being raised by you guys. And I think you guys have provided a lot of opportunity for us learning wise and just opportunities that I don't think I would have had if I had other parents raising me. Cool. So if you could narrow it down to one thing that has had the greatest impact on your success, what would that be? Probably never quitting. Even when things get hard, just keep going. If I were to quit, probably wouldn't have been where I am today. Yeah. Just never stopping. Yeah, that kind of continues on. That's a good lesson. So what was your greatest setback and what did you learn from it? Um, Probably 2017. It was my first year competing and my goal was to win Worlds amateur year and ended up doing really good the whole season. First competition, I got second place, and I wasn't too sad about it a little bit, but as the season kept going, I was winning more and more, and then Worlds came, and I ended up getting second place at Worlds, and it was I was pretty upset just because I had done so good the whole year, but it taught me a lot the following year, working harder and just getting through that. So I'd say that was the greatest setback. Yeah, that's really tough being number two in the world, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that was a big setback for you. And I remember, you know, I've, I've, I remember this really clearly. I was actually even a little bit bothered because the guy that took first, he was kind of like just whatever, but you mm-hmm. had had it on your vision board, like to be number one in the world. And you were, you know, you were grinding and working and um, so that was a, that was a big setback for you cause you had worked so hard. Yeah, definitely. But also I was, you know, not only as a dad, but just from the outside watching, like I was super proud of how you, you know, you got yourself, you picked yourself up and, and just, and just moved on. Right. And mm-hmm. so, um, yeah, that was really cool to not, not watch the setback part, but to see you bounce back and, yeah. and go on and do what you did. So how, where'd you go from there? So, um, went home. Trained really hard, harder than I ever trained, and then 
the next year I had to move up because I actually, I'm pretty sure, got ranked first in the world, like, ranking. So I had to move up to semi-pro and start competing in semi-pro 2018. Uh, won every competition that year, including worlds. So Yeah. So you came back fierce. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. What's the piece of advice you find yourself sharing with people the most? Um, probably kind of same as the other question, not quitting, just doing something over and over, persistence, and you'll get there. But piece of advice, mm, obviously doing something that you love for a living. Mm. I have a lot of friends who do um, like something that they love but not full-time, and I think a lot of more people can do something that they love full-time. That's one thing that I'm super passionate about and has really inspired me watching you because, you know, we've got one life to live, and there's no reason to hate what you're doing. And, you know, sometimes for seasons you have to do, you know, certain things to put yeah. food on the table or whatever. Um, but, it, man, sure makes it a lot better if you can figure out how to yeah, definitely. do what you love every day. So, And that's one thing, just kind of moving into the interview part of this, that's one thing that um, has been super fun to watch with you mm -hmm. is just watching you figure out like the business side of this. So I get asked all the time, we were talking about this before the interview, people ask me all the time, well, like, d has, has Dylan just rode from the time he was little or, mm -hmm. or <laughs> like, how do you get so good? So just kind of tell us. So first off, I, I mentioned this in the opening, but why don't you tell people um, like what you do um, all about wake surfing and then like, tell us when you got into it. I mean, is this something you did when yeah. you were two? No. Um, so I remember you got a boat when I was, like, probably how old? 13, maybe? Yeah, it was 2011, so. Okay, that was 11 yeah, then. Yep. And was that the Bayliner? Oh, no, that no, that was even earlier. That was a couple of years before that. Yeah, so we went to the lake quite a bit, and not quite a bit, maybe, like, five times a summer. Mm -hmm. And tubing a little, but I was always kind of scared of the water. I don't know why. And then you got a Moomba. And I never did wake surfing or wakeboarding, but I remember we went to Florida on a trip on a cruise and I tried ocean surfing there. Mm. And I was like, I really like ocean surfing, I, but I can't do that in Nevada. So I knew you had a boat, so I was going to try wake surfing and tried it. And I really liked it that first summer. Um, I remember just watching like tutorials on YouTube, how to do tricks and stuff, but I didn't have like the right board at the time and I didn't know. So I would just practice or like watch those and try and do it. I couldn't do it though, but, and then we moved to Arizona 2017 and prior to that I'd probably surfed, wake surfed like probably 20 times my whole life, but always watching those YouTube videos. And as soon as I got into Arizona, we went on a a boat demo with action and they had a nice board a nice wave and the first time I got on it I was able to do like airs and stuff I think just from watching those tutorials over and over and getting on the right board doing it right so as soon as I got on that board I was actually able to do like airs some carves and I just fell in love with it right from there I didn't really have any friends when I first moved to Arizona either so I spent a lot of time out on the water because that's what I loved, and I don't know. I just didn't really have anything to do either, so that's how I got into it. Yeah, and there's such a um, – there's m many lessons here to unpack that Dylan and I will kind of work through, but, you know, one of the things that I think was 
super interesting that Kara and I talk about all the time, um, just being led and, and, you know, sometimes we don't know where life is taking us, but a, a lot of people, even when they find out we live in Phoenix, they're like, how the heck did he learn to surf in Phoenix? Like people mm -hmm. don't necessarily understand, but, um, I remember when we went to McCall, Idaho that year with, with oh, yeah, your yeah. friends and you showed me the Nautique G23, right? Which was this boat you wanted. There's these little things that happened along the way. So you showed me the Nautique, um, you got excited about it. Then we decided to move to Arizona really for no reason. It's not like mm -hmm. we transferred here with a job or whatever. And you guys were excited, even though you guys were in high school, like you guys were all excited about moving here. So we move here and then we go to action water sports. Right. Mm -hmm. And there's a brand new G just like calling our name. Do you remember that? Do you yeah. Remember walking through that mm -hmm. white G. Um, so the reason why I'm saying all this though, is like, sometimes you don't know exactly where life is taking you. Yeah. Um, and you're just making steps along the way and you don't really know, you don't really know what the outcome is. I think a lot of times, and this is something that I talk about a lot at investing for freedom, but the questions are, what do you really want? Mm -hmm. Why do you want it? What are you going to do to get it? Measure results and adjust. And so sometimes we're so goal focused that we think we know exactly where we're going in life. But the other side of that, the reason why adjusting is so important. And I talk about this all the time on investing for freedom is because we don't, even though we have an idea of where we're going, we have to be open to adjusting. Right. When we decided to move to Arizona, did you know you were going to be a professional wake surfer? No. And I remember in wrestling, I was going to stay like two months longer in Elko to, for wrestling. But I remember I was growing out my hair to move to Arizona just because, I don't know, I was moving. And I told myself if I was able to drop down to 106 weight class, then I would stay and finish the um, wrestling season. But... I wasn't able, I was able to drop down to like 106.1, like one ounce mm. off. And my coaches were like, if you were to cut your hair, you would have made it like kind of being a little rude. But so I just was like, okay, I'm done. I'm just going to move now and just kind of went from there. But I do think wrestling taught me a lot of lessons about like never quitting and mm. when things get hard and stuff. So that was good. I actually, I, I remember that on a lot of shirts in wrestling about never quitting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a big theme there. But the interesting thing is this is like unfolding. I mean, it's easy to look back and see all this hap how all this happened. But um, when we went on the demo with Action Water Sports, they brought out a pro wake surfer. Mm -hmm. And I could see like your eyes light up and, and see the potential in that. And then the other thing that we did too, or that you, I mean, immediately you wanted to get a good board. Yeah. And they invited you to compete, which you said yes to, right? Mm -hmm. But also, you started taking lessons. Yeah. And that's a big thing that we're constantly talking about. You've got to have mentors in your life, right? Mm -hmm. So so talk to me a little bit about, you know, what that whole experience of getting a mentor and a coach and all that did for you. Yeah, it was awesome. It was cool having a coach. Um, obviously, I had a little bit of a baseline understanding of wake surfing, but not as many years as they did I'm pretty sure they've been probably surfing for 10 years plus so I was able to learn at a much quicker rate just having a coach so definitely at getting those coaches were awesome I probably took a around five hours from that group and then probably another five from a second so mm -hmm. it d definitely advanced my writing quickly That's a lot cool. more quick were you ever nervous about competing mm, I think the only competition that was a little bit 
Scary was my first one. I felt super rushed in it. Like, as soon as I got up, and I thought that I had to land, like, the 360. I thought I had to land that trick. Hmm. I don't know why. Well, because it was a hard trick, but wake surfing, you get judged on different things. So you don't have to always have a hard trick to win. But I was just, like, I remember going out there and doing the 360, falling, and then trying it two more times, falling both times. Hmm. But, yeah, I was a little nervous the first one. That's interesting. So what's your favorite part about being a wake surfer? Mm, Probably the wake surfing, doing it. Yeah, Yeah, I really like wake surfing. It's Just the actual sport? Yeah. That's cool. So I'm going to shift on you a little bit. Um, So you became an athlete. Mm -hmm. Um, This is what you do for a living, basically, right? Yeah. You you didn't didn't go to college? No, no college. You're not going to be a doctor? No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, have you ever felt pressure from us? I think this is a good point. Have you ever felt pressure from us to go be like a doctor or a lawyer? No, not at all. I never really liked school growing up and you guys knew that and like still pushed me to do good in school, like still do my things, but you never told me that I had to go to college to get a good job or you show me that there's other ways to make money by not only going to college and I'd say at least 90 to 95% of the kids in school that I was around thought that that was wrong. Mm. They didn't think that you'd be able to work for or make good money if you aren't going to college. Yeah, it's such a, it's something that's so ingrained in us. You like, you know, go to school, get good grades, go to college, mm-hmm. get a job, work till you're 65 or 70. Um, yeah, and I never really like fought people on it, but I remember Talon. He'd be in arguments every day. <laughs> really? Cause yeah, telling people that you don't have to go to college. Mm, that's interesting. And so, you know, we've always been of the school of thought, like I, I think your mom and I, um, you know, if you guys wanted to go to college, like if one of you wanted to go to college because you wanted to be a dentist or a lawyer yeah. or an engineer or whatever, like we're not anti-college. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like you don't have to, f- you don't find your success in in your grades or your college degree or your career even. Mm -hmm, Definitely. Yeah. You never pushed us. So you've been able to, so I I guess just first and foremost, I get asked this all the time. Um, You do have some pretty good sponsors, right? Yeah, definitely. Let's talk about that a little bit. So we mentioned action water sports. Yeah. Um, They, they do a lot for me. Um, They give me a boat at cost. So that makes it easier being able to, get a little bit of a discount on a boat, but they also shoot a lot of business my way, helping me out, find new clients, and just a really good dealership to have. That's cool. And then this is pretty exciting. So you've got a sponsorship with JetPilot, right? Yeah. Um, to, let, let's talk about that a little bit, The like your board opportunity and all that stuff that you were able to do. Yeah, so in, um, what year was it? So 28, okay, so I rode for Soulcraft, 2018 and then I was going to take a year off from writing for any board sponsors um just kind of figure out what I want to do board wise but so I finished that year kind of wrote a year free kind of saw where I wanted to go see what I wanted to do and then end of 2019 uh or beginning it might have been beginning of 2019 jet pilot approached me and they wanted to make a 2020 board line wake surf boards and they wanted me to help them out with it so 
I took it and they gave me my own pro model and I also got to help them with their other boards. So they were kind of entering the industry and it was really cool to kind of show them the sport and um, be able to help them make cool boards. Yeah, that's cool. One of the things that I've always been, you know, pretty proud of in business, I, I think there's four, you and I have talked about this before, but I think there's four real keys to any, you know, successful business and that's taking care of the employees Mm-hmm. taking care of the owners, taking care of the vendors, right? Yeah. Um, so when you when you think through that, so employees, vendors, um, owners, and investors. Yeah. So when you think through that, um, having this relationship with JetPilot has, has been pretty cool. But I guess the thing I was really pointing out there is just like having great relationships with vendors. Yeah. Like as you were able to transition, you know, you were working with a previous vendor that mm-hmm. helped you make your pro model board. And so that board, once that board got launched, um, you won some kind of award, right? JetPilot did? Yeah, I won King of Surf. So it was best surf board in the Alliance Wake magazine. And the Alliance Wake magazine is a pretty, that, like that's the industry magazine, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. pretty cool. For wakeboarding, wake surfing. That's it's awesome. Cool. So this is what's really cool. I mean, again, through a series of events, this didn't just happen. There's a lot of work behind the scenes, but you've been able to start a business around this, right? Because, yeah. I mean, you probably can't survive just on your winnings from wake surfing, right? Yeah, definitely not. Definitely not on the winnings. But, yeah, so I was graduating 2018. That was my um, semi-pro year. And you guys kind of started talking to me about, like, what I wanted to do after and I remember we were in your old office and on the whiteboard you wrote down how much it would cost for me to do wake surfing forever. And it was a big number and it scared me. And I like kind of wanted to quit from there. Like I was like, I don't think I could do this. It's crazy. But yeah, I started a wake surf school. Uh, so teaching people, um, my pro model helps make money too. And then just doing uh, social media stuff as well. Okay. So let's back up. Cause you okay. just, <laughs> you just went over like, so we, we, we basically put a vision on the board of what wake surfing would cost every year. Right. Yeah. And that scared the living heck out of you. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned you almost gave up, but yeah. then you just went right to, so, Oh yeah, I did. <laughs> so you started a, you started a business. What's your business called? Uh, wake surf school. And how do people find that? Uh, website, www.wakesurfschool.com. And so what do you do at Wake Surf School? What's, what's teach people? It's a few different customers. Some of them are competitors. Some of them are just coming out for fun. Um, my favorite is competitors. So people that are wanting to get better at the sport, like in competing, I really have a fun time coaching them. Um, and I also do some traveling clinics too. So I'll go to like Asia, do clinics there and then. This summer, I actually went around the country doing lessons in my truck camper. So let's back up to Asia. Where, like, where have you, where have you been in Asia? Um, the first place I went was Japan. That was 2018, and then I went back there 2019, my pro year, and I did a clinic there. I, I had a relationship with Keiko, and I asked her if I could do a clinic teaching, and she said yes. So I got like probably 10 to 20 different people there I don't remember the exact number that wanted lessons posted it on my social media and then 
I got like DMs from other people in Asia that would want clinics. So I didn't even know that people would want it. So from there, I think I went back for like a couple weeks to Arizona and then went back to South Korea. And then I went to Taiwan and then Hong Kong. Wow. Yeah. And you've been to some of them a couple times, right? Yeah. I've been er Japan a couple times. Yeah. That's cool. That's a lot of fun. So you're not just going there for free though. This is like, you're, you're able to, you're making money at this. Yeah. 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 Doing what, doing what you love. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So, um, if people, you, you said that you spent some time traveling in the U S this year. So mm-hmm. you go into other cities. Yeah. Other cities, other States. Um, this was my first year doing it, but we went to Texas, Colorado, Utah, Nevada. Um, yeah, I think that was it, but spent a lot of time like the whole summer traveling it was cool so how'd you come up with this plan like work me backwards because you didn't just I mean are you living in your boat or what are you doing no so I was my I got an apartment as soon as I grad or like a year after I graduated right under a year and had that for a year and then I wanted to um after my lease on my apartment was up I wanted to go to Asia and uh, do some clinics there and then COVID happened. So I wasn't able to do that. So I was planning on being homeless for like three months in Asia, not really having a home, going there, teaching for like three months, saving up some money and then coming back and getting a truck camper and then finishing like a tour around the country. But I didn't get to go to Asia. So I just skipped the first step, got the truck camper and then started traveling. That's cool. Yeah. So where, where did you go this summer coaching? First, we went to Austin, Texas. Then we went to Dallas and then came back to Arizona for a couple, for like a week or so. Then to Lake Powell, then Salt Lake, uh, then back to Elko to see some family. Did some lessons there, too. Um, and then we went to Colorado. Yeah, Colorado and then back to Texas. Nice. Mm-hmm. All living in a truck camper. Yeah. So you have like a YouTube, you're talking about social media. You've got like a YouTube mm-hmm. vlog too around all this, right? Yeah. So both. yeah. T- tell us what, what's that? Where can they find that? Uh, if you just look up my name, Dylan Ayala on YouTube, it should pop up. Cool. And we'll link that in the show notes too. So people can check it out, but tell us the kind of stuff that you do on that. Um, I do some camper stuff and, um, also wake surfing. But, like, the camper stuff is more of just, like, living in the camper, what it's like. And it's it's pretty fun doing YouTube videos. It's probably my favorite, one of my favorite things. Really? That's yeah. cool. That's cool. So, are you going to be doing a tour this next year? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So, how do people, like, stay on track with that? Just Instagram, figuring out where you're at or what? Yeah, social media, Instagram. Um, I'm not exactly sure if I'm going to do the tour again this year or not, but... I I think I will. Cool. And how do people find you on Instagram? Just at Dylan Ayala. Nice. Tell them the story about trying to get your Instagram handle. Yeah, there's this guy from uh, Mexico, and he had my same name. And I asked him if I could have it, and he said no. But then I offered to pay him. I think I paid him 600 bucks for the Instagram name. <laughs> That's pretty cool. So just hearing all this, the reason I'm, you know, obviously – I'm, I'm biased, but, um, wanted to bring you on to just talk through this cause you're not even 21 yet. Um, and you know, people out there might be saying, you know, yeah, well he has this dad or whatever, but you work your butt off. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, you told us to begin, or you said to begin with that, you know, we've helped you guys a lot, but I've had a lot of business partners that help me too. Yeah. And so would you say, would you say that you have to have a dad in business to have your own business? No, definitely not. I like no. it. Yeah. You could still learn. Well, what would be your advice to people that what, yeah, whether they have a dad in business or not, like what's your advice to young people if they want to start a business? I would say just getting into the industry you want your business to be around first, learning about it. Um, I don't know. I guess it's different for everybody, but definitely just like learning as much as you can about the industry before you start yeah. would help a lot. Is it always like roses and fun times or what? what's it like no. owning a business? No, it's a lot of work and a lot of ups and downs. Lots of, like, you're doing really good, like, one month, and then, like, the past two months, I haven't had a boat at all, so it's been tough, but um, just figuring it out, it's it's a lot of fun. What's wrong with your boat? The transmission went out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so this is the thing, like, you know, business in general, it's challenging, right? Because yeah. you didn't, you didn't, you can't plan that. Yeah, it's no, It's not like not you just have all. five boats sitting around, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. So how do you, how do you emotionally deal with that? Um, well, there's not really much I can do about it, so I'm just doing my YouTube, trying to do, like, other things to make money while that's, because that's, like, the big one that makes the most money. Yeah. But if I don't have it right now, just cut back on everything else, just still doing the things that make me a little bit of money. That's cool. On the side. So, being the age that you are, um, how do you, like, how do you grow and learn because I'm sure a lot of your friends aren't business owners, right? Right. Yeah. Um, I like reading a lot. I've been reading books, um, podcasts as well, but I think hanging around people that like are wanting to go that direction is also really good. Hanging out with people that, um, push you, um, and you push them as well. It's good. That's cool. So the, the, one of the things that I've learned, um, and I'll just kind of inter- interject this, but one of my mentors always says, if two partners have the same strength or they bring the same thing to the table, one of them's not needed. And so I've enjoyed being a business partner with you because, um, you know, you don't need me to go out coaching, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's been, it's, it's been a win-win for us too. And obviously you're our son and we want to see you do well. But at the same time, and I want to, I want to throw this out there for the audience at the same time, um, this has been a benefit to us too, because mm-hmm. like we owned the boat. We talked about buying the boat in 2016, but I'll throw this out there for those of you that are listening right now. And you know, you understand tax depreciation and all that. Um, when was the last time that we went on the boat as a family? Do we spend a lot of time on the boat as a family? Not anymore. Um, it's probably been a year. Yeah. And so this boat is basically like a work truck, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And so I, we were, we were on a cruise with the real estate guys and um, a lot of the people that were in that network kind of got to know that we were your dad and mom and, and we were watching a competition mm-hmm. on the iPad. And one of the guys there said, Mike, are you going to, um, are you depreciating that boat? And I was like, so depreciation is a tax benefit, right? Mm-hmm. Which I think we've talked about a little bit, but th- the minute, the minute that we started wakesurfschool.com, which is your business, yeah. but we helped you kind of start it. Right. 
And we became partners in that business, right? Not mm -hmm. because we want to make money off of your business, but because we're in ownership in that business together. And so we're able to take a, a boat that's truly like a work truck yep. and, and get tax benefit from it. So there's a lot of reasons, um, you know, I, I, the reason why I want to throw that out there is because it's obviously we want to help you in, in business as our son, but there's a lot of reasons why people get into business. And I just want to say that because if you're thinking about starting businesses with your kids out there, there might be other um, benefits and reasons to support their dreams and causes too, other than the fact that, oh, I'm just his dad, right? Right. Yeah. Well, I think we're actually pretty good business partners. Yeah, definitely. I agree. It's been fun. It's been fun watching you grow and, and, and see your growth. So do you think you'll, what do you kind of see in the future? You think you'll be doing this forever or what's your, yeah, definitely. Um, wake surfing. Like I love wake surfing a lot. Um, but coaching definitely is a lot of work. So I'd like to expand my brand a little bit, always be coaching, but not so much hands-on coaching, mm. maybe have different coaches. Um, I'd like to go into like the YouTube aspect of it too. Just kind of being more free. Yeah. Like I'm still very free doing wake surf lessons and whatever it is, but I like to be a little bit more free. So is that a big, um, obviously you're on the investing for freedom podcast. So it's a big thing for me, but is that a big thing for you? You're like, like time freedom or what's financial freedom? All of it. What is it? Um, time freedom, mostly financial freedom as well, but I don't care to like to be super, super rich. I just want to, like, I don't want to be bored. Like, mm -hmm. when I'm free, I want to be able to, like, still go wake surfing. Yeah. Still do things that are fun. Like, I don't want to just um, not have anything to do. Yeah. I still want to have fun. You know, a lot of people get scared when they start thinking about, you know, starting a business and risk. And when you were talking about the whiteboard, like, we put how much it was going to cost, mm -hmm. like, to be a wake surfer. And you said that kind of scared you, right? Yeah. Um, a lot of people would just roll it up and just quit then. Yeah. The thing that I've watched, um, even recently, you know, you said the last couple of months have been slow. Um, yeah. those are opportunities to learn, right? Yeah. So what is during the slow times, what are some of the ideas that you've come up with or we've talked about or whatever? Um, it's during those times that you actually adjust and make your business better. So what are some of the ideas that you've come up with to like diversify your income? Yeah, definitely like YouTube, um, and, like, there's a lot of opportunity in YouTube with, like, affiliate marketing, like, because those videos will be shown for years and years to come. So, right now, I'm just doing that every single week and knowing that a few years from now it'll pay off. Like, I don't plan on making money off of it. Well, I already do make money off of it, but not living off of it within mm. the next few months or anything. That's cool. Also, um, you know, we've talked about like getting a second boat. Cause this mm -hmm. is, so this is business one oh one, but people get scared because they don't want to take all the risks, but like even not having a boat for two months, yeah, we've come up with a way to possibly get mm -hmm. a second boat. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, and you know, action water sports has said that we could rent, like we could rent the old boat. Right. Mm -hmm. So coming up with other ideas to adjust when your business, when you have a setback in business, yeah, like you're figuring ways to work through that. Right, yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. What's some of the other um, ideas we've come up with um, recently? Online coaching. That's been pretty good. I've been doing a, a good number of those. So Wait, tell, tell, yeah, tell us about that. Yeah, people will 
like record themselves wake surfing and then upload it to like a Google Drive or whatever and then we'll sit down for like an hour. It's by the hour, so and we'll go through all of their stuff. It's been actually really cool because I can like show them what they're doing wrong right then and there. Yeah. It's actually a little bit easier. The only thing is they can't improve it right away. Yeah. But they see it easier, I think. So it's been cool. And do they get a recording of that so they can watch it later? Uh, they do record it. Yeah, yeah they that's usually cool. record it. So I recently started taking golf lessons. Um, well, I started golf lessons at the end of last year uh, on the golf course, like mm -hmm. with a pro. But then a few weeks ago, I started um, taking lessons in this thing called Golf Tech, mm -hmm. which you've got your coach there, but he's also videotaping it. And he's doing an overlay, and he does voiceover. And so when you're done coaching, so number one, you can see what he's talking about. Yeah. But then you get a video of that later, and that's been so helpful. Yeah. Because it's one thing it's one thing to be getting coaching, but you can't see yourself. Mm -hmm. It's another yeah. thing to have a video of that. And like you said, that's so powerful to be able to tell them right then. Right. Yeah, and I remember like when I first started wake surfing, learning new tricks and stuff, video was the biggest help for me. That's cool. Just watching videos hours and hours. So if people you so basically it doesn't matter where they live they could send they could sign up for your video coaching. Yeah, people in Asia all over. Wow. How how would somebody sign up for that? Just through my website um www.wakesurfschool.com. Nice. Yeah. That's cool. Do you do you enjoy that part of it too? Online coaching? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's really fun. And then you have like a wake surf community too that's been pretty Yeah pretty powerful huh yeah i started a facebook group it's called wake surf tips and people go there for tips on their tricks or whatever they want tips on yeah. in wake surfing that's cool so you've also like been able to get around i mean actually coach some pretty successful people with like high mindsets right is that oh, been yeah. pretty important yeah it's been really cool i've um one that always comes to mind is this guy in Austin, Texas, and he was a dirt bike coach, and I used to ride dirt bikes a lot too, but he explained to me when he was a coach, it wasn't just um, the motocross, it was the whole lifestyle, yeah. so he would coach his um, riders for, like, doing the small things right, mm. so when they're on the dirt bike, they do the small things right too, so it wasn't just motocross that he was teaching, it was a whole lifestyle around it he even told me that he would go to this hypnotist before each race and get hypnotized and he'd go over the whole track and memorize everything while he was <laughs> hypnotized yeah wow that was cool that's cool so what are some of the things that you've done not necessarily hypnotism maybe mm -hmm. you've done that i don't know um, but what are some of the things that you do to to keep yourself in shape current healthy etc yeah um obviously working out weightlifting um but visualization before my runs, meditation, I probably did at least like 15 meditations over like three to four days at Worlds. And it was actually really cool. It was the most that I ever like put into that. And it was cool to see the results because I actually like even though I got fifth, I was really happy with how I rode. And um, I remember the first I knew that I was going to have to do really hard tricks and combo them as well. Not only do those hard tricks, but do them comboed. And I remember falling on um, a shifty air and then a shove. 
and I was like doubting myself like I I can't do it again right when I get up Mm. but then I was like I have to so I did it landed it and I was really pumped and then second pass I did a big spin like first trick and I just felt really good I was so happy with how I rode that's awesome what's your favorite book um breaking the habit of being yourself whoa who wrote that Joe Dispenza wow I haven't read that it's good pretty good Mm mm-hmm What's, like, your biggest takeaway from that? Um, So it's about, like, how people get into stuck mindsets. So, like, say something happens at work that's, like, bad and they feel that emotion. People actually get addicted to emotion. So Mm -hmm. that's why people can do stuff for, like, a little bit amount of time, like, changing something in their life. And then they go back to it just because it's a chemical. Every Mm -hmm. time you feel an emotion, it's, like, a chemical in your brain that... Uh, gets released so people go back to like their old emotions and they get stuck in uh um in a rut because they aren't uh they're living in fight or flight Hmm. so they're expecting something bad to happen to them so that's why bad things always happen to people wow whereas if you like use his meditation and um i know mom does his meditations but if you use his meditation it like it it's kind of like the law of attraction, but you put yourself into that. What say if you wanted like a car, you'd feel the emotion of having the car hmm. already, and then it puts you more inclined to do something that somebody that has that car would do. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, it's a cool book. That's awesome. Um, what's it called again? Breaking the habit of being yourself. Nice, I like it. So, what else have we not talked about that we should talk about? Hmm. What's like your biggest struggle right now? Biggest struggle is your future's so bright you just have to wear shades. <laughs> no, <laughs> probably figuring out like there's a lot of paths that I could take. Yeah. And I don't know, trying to figure out what I want to do. Like I know that I'll always want to do something in wake surfing. I just don't know exactly what yet. Yeah. You feel a lot of pressure around that or is it just sometimes? Um, yeah, definitely a lot of pressure just cause if I don't make this happen, then I'm going to have to go get a job. So <laughs> that's you, you, have you ever had a job really? No. Well, working for you a little bit, but other than that, no, you're just so into your freedom. You're going to, you're going to be that guy when you're like 60 that said, I never had a job. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I would get a job if I had to, but. Yeah, it's a not a lot of things would have to go bad. And I can say that, you know, for the audience that's listening, it's not like you're lazy. I mean, you work your butt off. Yeah. <laughs> it's just about freedom. Yeah. Which actually I was really excited to get you on the podcast and and that's why because it's fun it's fun to see a guy that's not even 21 yet. Mm-hmm. And you've been working on this for a couple of years um that's doing what you're doing and I'm proud of you because you've chased your dream. Yeah. And you've made it happen. And again, people listening might say, well, you know, he's got Mike for a dad, but that's not, we don't, we don't like make the path for you. Yeah. You have Mm -hmm. to go to, I mean, we've helped you, right? but that's, it's the same. I've had bankers helped me. Mm -hmm. I've had investors help me. I've had business partners help me. Right. Um, that's basically how we, that's our partnership. Yeah. And so it's not like dad gave you Mm -hmm. or mom gave you a business, right? Right. Yeah. You have to earn it. Definitely. You have to work it. So I remember, I remember a point in time, I think it was, 
it was either December or January of last year. Mm-hmm. Not like the year before. So maybe December of 2018 or January yeah. of 2019. Uh-huh. And you were pretty frustrated and you're like, I think I kind of want to just come to work for you. Do you remember that? Yeah. What was our conversation? Um, you told me I could, if I wanted to, it's up to me, but you made it clear that if I do it, I'm not going to have another chance at this. So that was cool. That probably changed like the whole trajectory. Just that one saying like, I only have one chance and if I don't make it happen, then I'm out of luck. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and it was really like, I I like the, (laughs) uh, that's probably exactly how I said it. Um, but you know, the frame of reference was really like, you can always come to work with us, right? Yeah. Yeah. But you can't come back and be a wake surfer, you know, quit for five years and then decide you want to come back. Right. Yeah. I've seen it happen too, to like wake surfers or like they take a year off only and they're just forgotten. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's kind of a big deal. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm super proud of you and I'm proud of, you know, the hard work you put in and chasing your dreams and how you've invested for your freedom. Thank you. Um, And investing for freedom is not just about, you know, the amount of the money is never the problem. Yeah. And I, you know, so many times I want to say that to my audience, like it's money is never, ever, ever the issue. Mm -hmm. It's always the desire. So it's like what I, you know, what do you really want? Why do you want it? What are you going to do to get it? Measure results and adjust. You'll find the money. Yeah. Um, yeah. just even like, you know, recently we were talking about getting a second boat. Mm-hmm. So you'd never find yourself in this position again. And so we were actually at Lake Powell, right? And we we're just talking and I was like, I think I could find you an investor that would just finance a boat for you. Right. Yeah. And I made a little list of investors that I thought would want to do it. And, you know, we reached out to one and actually he was your contact, not even mine. I've become friends with him because you met him. Yeah. And actually, for those that are listening, um, it's really cool to have a son that introduces you to really successful, high-minded people. <laughs> um, in fact, Blake Clark that was on the podcast a few weeks ago, yeah. I met him because of you. Yeah. And there's a guy, Ben Anderson, in Denver that I've had a couple calls with nice. because of you. Yeah, both of those guys are awesome. Yeah, and Tyler Eads mm-hmm. because of you. Um, so, you know, I'm super proud. I'm I'm bragging now, but I'm super proud to... Um, but that's what business partners do. And that's what, you know, having the mindset like you have is important. But anyway, back to the, back to figuring out the boat issue, um, mm-hmm. immediately found an investor to get a second boat for you. Right. Yeah. That was cool. super cool. Right. So money is never, money is never the problem. Mm-hmm. It's coming down to, okay, what's the real issue here? Yeah. Why haven't you been able to make money the last couple months? Cause I didn't have a boat. <laughs> yeah. And you, you missed out on thousands and thousands of dollars of revenue because you didn't have a boat for two months. Right. Yeah. So, and it's not like we're getting a second boat just so you can have it. Yeah. We're going to use it. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to be able to make money on a second boat. Right. Yeah. And then we were even thinking the other day, what about like the jungle boat? Like this is, you know, how your brain works all the time, but just other ways that you can add to your business. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely getting other options too. Yeah. So the hard work and, and the dedication and the vision and all that, that's like, that's 95% of the battle. The money is never the problem, right? Yeah, definitely not the money. Definitely just doing the same thing over and over. Cool. I like it. Well, any last words of advice? Mm, I don't know. I don't think so. I think you've said it all, but man, I just think, you know, the biggest thing, just watching you, chase your freedom and 
and be passionate about life. It's super cool. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, and so if you want more information on Dylan, you can find him at www.dylanayella.com or www.wakesurfschool.com <laughs> or at Dylan Ayala on Instagram. Yep. And then just search probably his favorite, as he said. Just search Dylan Ayala on YouTube. Yeah, YouTube's the best. Yeah, and my, my personal favorite video is when Hannah had to dump the sewage tank on the camper. You guys should go watch that. Yeah, and I didn't even tell her that she was going to tell the video. That was funny. That is funny. Yeah, I like YouTube. Cool. A lot of good stuff. Well, I'm proud of you. Thank you. Yep. If you found value in this episode and you know someone who's wanting to start or move further along in their journey toward investing for freedom, I would be forever grateful if you would share this show with them and help me get this message out to more listeners. Also, if you enjoy what you've heard, I would appreciate it if you'd take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and share this with your friends. And until the next episode, cheers to moving further along in your journey of investing for freedom.